welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. That's a sexy looking shirt, my dude. Thanks. I got a, I had a buddy give it for me for my birthday coming up. <laughs> yeah, man, it looks good. Uh, but how are you doing other than looking sexy? Doing good. Doing a much better uh, than I was the other day after our uh, beer fest we went to. Yeah, man. Some good beers, some really bad ones. But it was fun. It was fun. So on the wake of that, what you drinking today? I got a new one today. Okay. This one's Pen Cove Brewing Company, Honeymoon Bay Pale Ale. Nice. Shall we see what it tastes like? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Oh. One for me and one for my homies. That's pretty much how it went. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. I probably would not get it again. Okay, fair. Uh, I'm going to butcher the name of this one. Uh, Frem, P-F-R-I-E-M. Yeah, it's from Hood River. It's Pilsner, but I like it because it's got a little bear. Looks like Smokey. I've never had this one either, but uh, after this weekend, I needed something lighter. So, I believe it, man. I believe it. How's our Smokey the Bear beer? It's not Smokey. Tastes like a Pilsner. Just your run-of-the-mill Pilsner. It's good on a, a hot, refreshing day. Hopefully so. we got some hot days coming up here soon. Yeah, it's supposed to be in the 80s here this weekend. So, Anyways, those are our brews. Let's get some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. We got, got a lot, lot, of, games to co- to go through, lot of cover today. Yeah, <laughs> so, so everything we're going to cover. Europa League, uh, 420 to 423 review. Eh, preview. The midweek games, including the big one, Manchester City against Arsenal. And then uh, a combined 11 from those two teams because kind of have to. So let's get right into it. Before we do, make sure to check out our Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Redbubble. So you get our fun stickers, merch, fun shirts, the whole nine yards. So without further ado... Europa League quarterfinal second legs. On the 19th, we had AS Roma against Feyenoord. This one ended 4-1, but Feyenoord were up 1-0 at halftime. And I was like, yeah, smooth sailing. I got this one right. Want to bet? <laughs> Come halfway through that second half, man, it was a whole nother story. And Josie Mourinho with another coaching masterclass. The end of this game was crazy because it went to overtime. Nuts. Yeah. And then uh, Roma got a couple goals in overtime. Yeah. Credit to Roma because Feyenoord looked exhausted towards the end of the game, especially the 90 minutes getting into extra time. They looked like they were not going to create anything. No, like I said, the last 10, like if you, do, if you only want to watch this game, just watch the last 10 minutes and the extra time. Honestly, that's where it gets real good. Yeah, it really did. You picked Roma, I picked Feyenoord, so credit to you. Uh, it seems to be a theme <laughs> in uh, European competitions this season. So, yeah, beginning of the first half, all Roma, Feyenoord grew into the game as the half went on. Um, Spinazzola 
leveled the aggregate score on 60 minutes after a wonderful throw-in routine. And then Roma had a second through Tammy Abraham. They thought they had a second. Thought they had a second. Tammy Abraham was offsides by uh, his shoelaces, pretty much. No, he got called back for a foul. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm thinking of a different one. Igor Pichow put Feyenoord ahead on aggregate on the 80th minute with a wonderful header and some poor marking from Roma. Um, yeah, he was wide open for that yeah. header. Like in the box too, like completely all by himself. I don't know. I know Josie Mourinho won't be happy about that defending. Not at all. He'd be happy about the result, but not the defending in that moment. Uh, so as you can tell, that was the 80th minute. So it was late. Final word thinking they're going to win. Come the 89th minute, La Hoja. Paulo Dybala got the goal to level it for Roma, and that's why they got him. Pay him the big bucks. Because he had a brilliant turn and just thrashed the ball across the net. Oh, it was a beauty, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's why you get big name players like Paulo Dybala. Yeah. So it's tied 2-2 two two on aggregate. Roma gets their third through Stephen L. Shawari after a wonderful run and cross by Tammy Abraham in the 101st minute. And then Roma put the tie beyond doubt in the 109th. Uh, terrible square pass by Feyenoord. Roma just... Pretty much walking it in. Tammy Abraham had a shot saved. And uh, Pellegrini tapped it in the net. That's all she wrote. Uh, yeah. Finer got a red card late. But what an ex- last 10 minutes plus extra time. It was Yeah, fantastic. it was a wild game. I mean, Roma were pushing for it, obviously. So. Yeah, and they had to. They did. They were back. down a goal going into this, or was what was it? Was tied or something? Yeah, it was one one. So one one. Yeah, the or Romans one, nil. in Rome. It was one one nil. Yeah, because Feyenoord won one nil in the first leg. Anyways, next I'm up. I'm not gonna lie the, though. I was worried going into this game. I thought I, maybe Feyenoord could pull it off. I was pretty confident. Not gonna lie. Especially after 80th minute, and you're up a goal, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I was wrong. Just like this next one. Uh, Union saint joise against Bayer Leverkusen. You know, first leg was close. This one was far from it. 4-1 to Leverkusen. And it really, really was never close. Because uh, Musa Diaby put Leverkusen up after 66 seconds. Yeah. yeah they got off to a quick start. Yeah. Uh, it was 2-0 before 40 minutes with Michael Bakar. Uh, 37th minute, uh, Adam was at Hlozik. Hlozik? Beautiful. Yep, something like that. Beautiful cross. He tapped, Bakar tapped it in. And then Jeremy Fringpong gets his third on after Bakar put it on a platter for him. Um, big fan of that right back, Jeremy Fringpong, man. I think oh, he's, dude, he's a stud. He's yeah. going to be Young. going somewhere big yeah. here soon. I agree. Uh, and, uh, Bayer Leverkusen. If they keep their players, they're going to be really good for a while. If they don't, they're going to get a big payday. So either way, win-win for Bayer Leverkusen. Um, yeah, San Juas were not very good in this game. Leverkusen were brilliant. Uh, and it was just a bad night in Brussels for, you know, a great competition for a team that really no one had really heard of before now. Uh, yeah, honestly, then – Great exposure for uh, Boniface. Yeah. 
at forward for USG. I think he'll be getting picked up as well. He looks really good, like a threat going forward. Yeah. Possible uh, replacement for Ivan Tony, perhaps. Kind of reminds me of Ivan Tony. Now that you say that, just a little his, bigger. His stature, yeah. 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 But same style of play. So, Brentford, you need a transfer guru. I'm right here. <laughs> You are the transfer guru. I'm the <laughs> guru, apparently. I can't pick games, but I can pick out talent. That's for sure. There you go. All right. Next up, Sporting and Juventus. This one was actually, it was pretty good, but it was very cagey. It was. I picked Sporting, you picked Juve. And before this game even started, Juve got a huge boost when they're, uh, they won their appeal on their 15-point deduction, and it was uh, put on pause. Uh, I I thought it was reversed, but no, it's just on pause and probably won't happen until next season. Yeah, there's going to be a further investigation into it, and it's likely that investigation won't end until this season's over. Yeah. I mean, there's only, what, a month and a half, maybe? something like that. Anyways, Wojciech Szczesny is able to start this one, which was good news after heart palpitations in the last one. And then Adrian Rabio put Juve up on the ninth minute. Yeah, it was kind of bouncing around in the box. He was just the one to poke at home. Yeah, he scores a lot of those, though. He it's does. Kind of, kind of crazy for a second. Ugly, you know, ugly goals just right there, right time. Good for him. They all count, though, right? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Rabio on the other end. Uh, Sporting got a PK off a of Rash Challenge from... Mr. Rabio himself and Marcus Edwards put that penalty away right down the middle on 20th minute. And that's when it started getting interesting. Juve only up two to one. And that's also when it started getting KG. Uh, sporting had a lot of really good opportunities, but they fell to the wrong people with Sebastian Coates getting two great Opportunities late on. First one wide open, simple finish needed, skied over the net. Yeah, and there was he had one really bad one. I, I don't remember if it was that one or if there was another one after it. Yeah. Uh, well, it was that score. one, and then the other one, he kind of bobbled the ball across the goal, but no one was there to really tap it in. But yeah, I mean, your center back. <laughs> that's not where you want to see him. No, no. But I will say... All credit where credit is due. Paul Pogba was fantastic in this game, showing really why Juve went and got him again. Good. He needs to do something, man. Yeah. (laughs) Next up, the one we probably laughed the most at, Sevilla (laughs) and Manchester United. We both had originally picked United, and I changed my mind. And I'm glad I did, because Sevilla won this 3-0. And what would have been for United if they didn't shoot themselves in the foot for this one, scoring more more own goals than Sevilla did goals in this time? Well, I mean, this game was up mistakes. I mean, David De Gea had a couple howlers, man. So bad. So the first one, he tries to pass it out to Harry Maguire, who's got three to three, you know, attacking players around him. And he passes it to Maguire, immediately putting him in trouble. And he tries to pass it first time, but it gets blocked. and. But yeah, Easy tapping. Yeah, yeah. It's have to hand. He's recognized, you know, those players around McGuire. Maybe passed someone on the wing. <laughs> I was watching the replay. McGuire actually called for the ball too. So, but still, as the goalie, you know, you're, you can yeah. see oh, the yeah. whole field. Oh, McGuire yeah. can't see what's behind Just him. Booted out. 
if that's the case. Uh, Luak Balde made it 2-0 just after the half with a beautiful header off of a corner by Ivan Rakitic. Uh, and then uh, Sevilla should have made it 3-0 off of a corner, but somehow United kept the ball out of the net. It's a wild pinball. I don't know how that didn't go in. I don't know either. Uh, but they eventually did make it 3-0. Uh, more shambolic defending by United. De Gea tried to settle the clearance. I don't know what he tried to do. Was he trying to clear it? Was he trying to trap it? <laughs> it looked like he was trying to trap it, and the ball just went right underneath his foot. I don't know. Either way, it was terrible. It was already beyond doubt at that point. And, yeah, United, the makers of their own demise over the two ties. And now they're out of Europe. You were right about United this week, though, man. You, you've had a feeling they'd lose to Sevilla, and then you had a feeling they'd beat Brighton in that FA Cup semifinal. Yeah, and that we'll get to that, but we'll that, wasn't, that. that wasn't pretty either. So semifinals of the Europa League to be played May 11th and 18th. We got Sevilla against Juventus and Bayer Leverkusen against AS Roma with some tasty ties coming up. And uh, Sevilla, the uh, perennial Europa League um I don't know. What do you call it? Forever winners? They seem to win it more times than they lose it. Finalists, I guess, always in the yeah. final. Yeah. So um, I guess you know who I'm picking. Sevilla. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get to the Premier League. On the 21st, we had Arsenal against Southampton. Took me a couple of days to even be able to talk about this one. We both picked Arsenal. This one ended in a 3-3 draw. Arsenal did secure Champions League qualification after Spurs lost, so happy St. Totterham's Day. But inside of 30 seconds, Southampton were up after a terrible giveaway by Aaron Ramsdale. Pretty Carlos much the same situation as De Gea yep. trying to pass it to Maguire. Ramsdale tried to pass it out, and you know, right Alcaraz was kind of hiding behind. I guess so. Peekaboo. Uh, yeah, he, poor decision by Ramsdale. Yeah, poor and mistake. to make things worse... Martin Odegaard with poor giveaway. Poor defensive positioning from Gabriel allows Theo Walcott to get in. So after 14 minutes, Arsenal down 2-0. They get one back through the 20th minute when Bukayo Saka beats his man down the line, crosses it. Martinelli with a uh, sweet volley, puts it home. That was a nice finish. Yeah, not easy. And it was almost 2-2 before half with Carlos Alcarez having a goal line clearance right before halftime. Yeah, if, uh, it was a header. I think it was off corner. Yeah. Uh, and then against the run of play off corner, uh, was it, was it Duje? Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Uh, anyways, six, six minute flicked off a header, headed the ball in the net three to one. And it was all doom and gloom for all of us. Arsenal fans, but Arsenal still had some fight in them. Martin Odegaard with a long-range effort in the 88th minute. Wakayo Saka tied the game in the 90th. And then Leandro Trossard hits the crossbar. Uh, Trying to create something out of nothing in extra time. I mean, honestly, there could have been 25 minutes of extra time in this one. But there was only, what was it, eight? That's still a good amount, honestly. (sighs) Yeah. Um, So Arsenal dropping... Points for the third game in a row with another draw, giving up multiple goals. Not looking good for the title challenge. And we'll get more into that when we get to the big one. 
Till then, on the 22nd, we had Fulham against Leeds. You pick Leeds, I pick Fulham. Fulham win this one 2-1. to one. So Fulham uh, seemed to be my team that actually makes me right. Second week in a row, I picked them. Second week in a row, they get a win. Anthony Robinson looked really good for Fulham in this game, man. He was getting oh, yeah. down that left-hand side, putting in fantastic crosses. I think he was, for me, he was the man of the match in that game. Yeah, I mean, he did fantastically. I love his speed on the wing there, too. He loves to take on a player. U.S. have a great outside back on their hands. Just can they support with the rest of the squad, as U.S. always does. So, Harry Wilson started the scoring in the 58th minute. Anthony Robertson with the ball across. Poor clearance from Ian Ian. Messier, Messier, Melier, Melier. Yeah, he kind of tried to come out and hit the cross, and he didn't hit it very hard, and he fell right to a Fulham player. Yeah. Uh, then Fulham doubled the lead through Andres Pereira in the seventy-second goalie came out, missed the ball on the cross. Pereira put it in. Leeds went, got one back in the seventy-ninth through a Jao Paulinha own goal, and that was all she wrote. Yeah, Leeds are in trouble, man. They yeah. do not look good right now. But good news for them. They have some big games in that relegation fight coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Next up, we had Brentford against Aston Villa. You picked a draw. I picked Villa. You were right. 1-1 was the score. Emmy Martinez with a nice save on Ivan Tony in the 35th minute. Emmy did get injured in this one, and he was subbed off. Uh, Kevin Schalde, Schalde. Uh, the horrendous miss after going around the goalie and then shanked it, man. What do you think of that one? It was so bad because he did. He made it around the goalie and then he just slices it. Just completely missed the goal. Kingdom come, man. That was Did bad. the hard part. <laughs> yeah. Ivan Tony scored in the 65th minute after getting on the end of a cross Can you, to continue his hot streak. And then Douglas Louise got the equalizer in the 87th minute. Brentford thought they had a winner in the 90th minute, but it was offsides, and it all ends square. Speaking of square. 1-1, Villa keeps them kind of hunting there with Tottenham. They're still in sixth place. I mean, picking up a point, and Tottenham keep losing. So they're gaining ground either way. Next up, we had Crystal Palace against Everton. This one ended nil-nil. We both picked Palace. I know. I originally had a draw. I should have stuck with that gut. You did. But you kind of convinced me on Palace the way they've been playing. Yeah. And the way Everton's been playing away from home, too. It just made sense. But Etze had a goal taken back in the 57th minute due to offsides. Mason Holgate got a red card on the 80th with two yellows. And both goalies had a couple good saves, but a lot of missed chances in this one. Yeah, and honestly, it, if you're Everton, I think you're happy with that result. You keep a clean sheet away from home. You know, looking at the bottom of the table, Everton dropped into the relegation zone. They're in 18th. But honestly, I think they'll get out of it. I'm still, like, honestly, I'm fancy in Leeds, I think, to go down now. Their yeah. defense just sucks, dude. They cannot keep goals out. They can't. Especially like, looking at the team's around them you know Bournemouth's been on good form West Ham's been on fire lately Crystal Palace have picking up points left and right just leads in Leicester man it's got to do better than one of them Everton's safe 
I, I think they will. Honestly, I think Leeds. I don't. I don't. Leeds don't really have an identity of how they're gonna play. Like you remember, we were talking about them, and I was high on them right when Jesse March took over. They're fun, playing attractive football. It's like they're trying to do that still, but then they can't defend at the same time. Like they, they're trying to go forward all the time, but they're not a good enough team for that. And so, I mean, we obviously saw that against Crystal Palace and Liverpool a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, five, six goals get put behind them. Yeah. And they, with attacking, you also have to, you know, make sure that you stay, you know, positionally sound, especially on defense. And they just push too many people forward and get caught every single time. So they gotta they gotta figure that out fast. Otherwise, it's, it's like gonna be all doom and gloom for them. They only got six games left. It's like they're still trying to play that Biesla ball without him, and they just they can't. Man, they gotta yeah. focus on that keeping clean sheets right now. Yeah, and I mean they have a good enough squad to try to catch teams on the counter too. I don't think they do, man. I really don't. You know, maybe going forward they have a good enough squad, but defensively. I mean, I, those are championship players. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we had uh, Leicester City against Wolves. You pick Leicester, and I pick Wolves. Leicester City win this one, getting a huge three points at home, winning two to one. Told you, man, that new manager bounce. Was yeah, coming. it just came <laughs> two, weeks, two weeks after the game fact. late. <laughs> yeah. Mario Lemine. Steals the ball from Yuri Tielemans. Lamina, sorry, I forgot to put the A there. God, making me look bad. <laughs> I should have known better, though. Like, who, who's this Mario Lamine character? Mario Lamina steals the ball from Yuri Tielemans. Ball falls to Matthias Cunha. And he gets a fantastic finish in the 13th minute to put Wolves up. And then it, it seemed to be all Lester from there. Jamie Vardy brought down by... Jose Sa in the box and stepped right on his Nacho scored in the 37th minute off the following penalty kick. And then Timothy Castagna got the winner in the 75th minute. Lester could have had a lot more in this one. Yeah. So the first goal Thielman's man was just a poor giveaway. He gets caught on the ball. Kind of those, you know, he was already in his defensive half gets caught ball turns around. I mean, Cunha still had a lot to do. Don't get me wrong. And it was a lovely finish. Yeah. That second goal was just, yeah, it was a blatant foul. But it was interesting, man. He, Dean, It's Dean Smith, right? That's the yeah. coach. Mm-hmm. He went with a very offensive lineup. I mean, certain Jamie Vardy, Kalichi, Nacho, Patson, Daka, all those guys were on the field. Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to at this point, right? It's either you get promoted or you lose the rest of your games and get relegated like that. Or not promoted, but you stay in the Premier League or you get relegated. Like you have to go for it at this point in the season. And it he worked did. out. It paid off for him, yeah. Next up, we had Liverpool against Nottingham Forest. We both picked Liverpool, and Liverpool barely scraped through with a win, winning three to two. All the goals came in the second half. So if you're gonna watch this game, just start at the second half. Because five goals. Crazy. Diego Diogo Jota got Goals in the 47th and 55th. Forrest got goals by Nico Williams, a deflected shot in the 51st, and Morgan Gibbs-White got one as well. And then Mo Salah got the winner, which, in his form of late, seems inevitable. So, yeah, this game, man, set pieces. Set pieces, set pieces, set pieces. So out of those five goals, four of them came from set pieces. 
Yeah. And honestly, uh, I, I wish like after watching this game, I think Forrest deserved something from that game. The way Steve Cooper set his team out there. It was it was brilliant because he didn't start Brennan Johnson. Brennan Johnson came on off the bench, but I think he was he was kind of seeing how this game would play out for 60 minutes is what I, I was thinking. Yeah, I think he was just trying to if we can go zero zero. And after 60 minutes, then try to go for it. I think that's what he was go- trying to do. But it was just tough, man. Like, every time they'd score, Liverpool would score. And so they had a, a, a tough time. But they were matching up well in the midfield in this game. Because, I mean, he knew Trent was going to come into the midfield. Mm-hmm. And the way they he set his midfield up, man, it was just he had them matched up perfectly. So they, they didn't dominate the midfield. Yeah, and I mean, at this point, this is that's what Liverpool needs to do to be able to get results in games. And, I mean, credit to Nottingham Forest. They yeah, put up a I, good fight. And I did like that from, from, again, the coach, man, trying something different. Yeah. Know, versus putting the same line it out week in, week out. He, he tried to do something different to get a result. Yeah. And so you, you got to respect that. Yeah, I mean, they're sitting in 19th. They're only one point away from safety. You, you got to try something at this point, especially with all the players he has at his disposal. They're what? 25 signings they had this season. However many. It was a lot. Yeah, That's a lot. All right. On the 23rd, we had Bournemouth and West Ham. You picked a draw. I picked West Ham. This was four nil to the uh, Europa conference league semifinalists in West Ham. Didn't think I would be saying that. Mikel yeah, it was a poor display by Bournemouth, man. It was. They did not look very Especially good. Especially after the last couple of games. It yeah, and then playing surprising. at home as well. Yeah. Mikel Antonio got a header in the fifth minute. Lucas Paqueta got a header in the twelfth minute. Declan Rice with another goal. Makes it two and two games for him in the 43rd. And then uh, Olivier Giroud-esque. Pablo Fornals with an improvised scorpion kick in the 72nd minute. It was nowhere near as impressive as Olivier Giroud, but it still went in. Yeah, it did. Uh, you know, you, you picked West Ham and then credit to West Ham, man. They they played good. I think David Moyes, I mean, they jumped up into 13th place. Yeah, they got a game in hand on almost every team above them. Good job, healthy. David Moyes. You know, yeah. I just. I'm curious what West Ham does this summer if they keep David Moyes. Yeah. We'll see. I There's He's so it's so hit or miss right with now. him cuz when they play well, they play really well. And when they don't, they're awful. And the squad they have, they should be nowhere near 13th place or even the relegation zone for half the season. It makes no sense to me. I'll be, like I said, yeah, I'll be curious what they do if they go out and try to find a new manager. I mean, yeah. if he keeps up this, you know, 4-0 wins, yeah, then I'm sure they do keep him. Yeah, and uh, they'll be above Chelsea before they know it, so. <laughs> All right, let's preview the midweek games this week. We have uh, today. One more, man. Newcastle the and Tottenham. I didn't want to skip the best one. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle and Tottenham. Uh, I somehow picked a draw on this one. Should have went with my gut. And gone with Newcastle. You did. Uh, Newcastle absolutely hammering Tottenham Hotspur. And Spurs are making Antonio Conte look right. <laughs> they really are. Play. 
They lose 6-1. to one. Newcastle with five goals in 22 minutes to start this game. Two from Jacob Murphy and Alexander Isak and Julington also got one. So, yeah, this was a mix of poor defending, nice finishing. It was all over the board for Tottenham, man. They looked bad, real bad. No fight, no character. I mean, after I think it was like four goals, the coach made a change because they went four at the back for this one, which they haven't been playing like that yeah. for, what, the past month? Three months, well, probably. Three months, probably more. Yeah. And so then he switched up the formation, went three at the back, and yeah, it was it was bad. Newcastle just high-pressed them, more energetic, just wanted that ball more. Yeah. Are you more impressed from Newcastle in this game or more disappointed in Tottenham's performance? I think more disappointed in Tottenham's performance just from the way the players were on the field. Yeah, I mean, their body language said it all. They all looked downtrodden, uninspired. Um, I think uninspired But it was like probably. that from the first whistle, man. Yeah, literally. It wasn't from after, kickoff. you know, three, four goals. No. It was right away. They, mm-hmm. they just didn't look up to the races, and Newcastle did. Which is crazy, because Tottenham's playing one game a week right now. And this was like a battle for fourth place. Yeah. Tottenham needed to win this game, and they just crumbled yeah and spurs have an awful awfully tough schedule coming up so and newcastle don't have easy games coming up either but tottenham man they it's gonna take a miracle for them at this point to make it up into fourth place and maybe even keep fifth at this rate i oh they don't i don't think they make it into fourth not at all no but i the way they're playing i don't know if they'll make it into the top seven they keep dropping points like this because they play Liverpool next, I'm pretty sure, don't mm-hmm. they? Yeah. <laughs> Which, that's yeah. going to be a big game, too, for, for Liverpool. Because if they can get uh, a win, they'll be tied on points then with Tottenham. With a game in hand. I think we could see this Tottenham team crumble here at the end of the season. Like you said, could potentially be dropping down into that sixth, seventh position. It's gonna be It's going to be nuts. So, uh, yeah, following that performance with Harry Kane getting the only goal for Spurs in this one, and Callum Wilson made it six in the 67th minute. Spurs fired Christian Stellini after this match. Ryan Mason taking over. It's going from bad to worse for them. Yeah, my thoughts on this are Stellini, not sure why they kept him around because it was Antonio Conte's you know, second guy. Of course, they're going to play the same way. You're not going to get anything different with him than you would have with Antonio Conte. Yeah. But at the same time, they need to find someone and they need to find the right person. Yeah. And now. Because you kind of look at these teams that have found the right managers, you know, Manchester United. They found Eric Ten Hag and he's done great for them. They're in fourth place right now. They got in a league cup. They're in an FA Cup final. Uh, Aston Villa with Unai Emery. Oh, knocked it out of the park. Went from 16th. They found the right manager with him. Sixth, yeah. Um, but then you look at teams that didn't find a right manager. Chelsea. Look where they're at. Mm-hmm. And so it's, they got to be careful. There's a fine line. Who they hire. Because I think it needs to be that right manager, not another, you know, kind of plug and fix type of scenario. Someone that's going to be there for 
two plus years at least. If you could say a name right now that would make perfect sense for Tottenham Hotspur, who would it be? Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, a young coach, bright future, very good tactician. And, and he's one, he needs, one he needs someone to go in there and change the culture of that club, man. Yeah. I just, I, I'm unsure if Nagelsmann is the person to change the full culture of the club. Well, it, that's the thing is I but, don't know of a manager that could do that. I mean, you know, that's going to take a long interview process of talking to one of these coaches. Not only that, it's also having a coach say yes to Tottenham Hotspur. I think a coach says yes. One that can change the whole dressing room and the dynamics of the club. Well, again, what kind of a coach would it be? The only coach I can really think of that could actually do that would be Zinedine Zidane off the top yeah. of my head without interviewing any of these coaches. And you're right. I don't think he would want to go to a Tottenham. No. Luis Enrique, maybe. But I mean, even look at let's look at Newcastle, for example. Do you think. Given the chance last year, Tottenham would have taken Eddie Howe? No. So there's an example of a manager who's gone into a club, created a culture. I mean, let's look at Jacob Murphy for Newcastle. He got scored two goals this weekend. He's been on fire of late. When you think of that Newcastle squad lately, though, would he even be in your top 15 players? No. No, not even close. And so I think you got to give it to Eddie Howe. Creating that culture at Newcastle, allowing players like uh, Jacob Murphy to flourish. Yeah. I mean, even look at how much Miggy Almiron's improved this season. And then also finding a player like that who, you know, you're not going to get spectacular stuff out of him, but it's it's a player that's going to put in the work. 100%. Which at Tottenham, those players aren't putting in the work. And yeah. these are, you know, these are international players, man. We have World Cup winners on that team in Romero and Hugo Lloris. Yeah, you have arguably, some would say, one of the greatest strikers of all time for England and Harry Kane. I mean, Harry Kane, yeah, you got Son is an international. Uh-huh. Hoiberg is an international. Kulisevsky. Kulisevsky, yeah. So I, they have too good of a squad to be this bad. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. So before we uh, dilly dally anymore on this topic, maybe it's one for another time, but let's preview the midweek games on 25th, which is today. Wolves against Crystal Palace. Should be a good game. Yeah. I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. Um, After seeing the finishing of Crystal Palace in the last game, Wolves are at home. I'm going to go with Wolves. Next up, Aston Villa against Fulham. Villa. Yeah. Scoring every game, Unai Emery, since Unai Emery's came in. I I wanted to pick Fulham again, but I can't. Aston Villa are too good right now. Fulham are, yeah, they won their last two games, but before that, they sucked. So, Aston Villa for me as well. And then the uh, huge six-pointer in the relegation battle leads against Leicester. Who you got? I'm going to go with Leicester, man. Yeah, I think um, you made enough of a point about Leeds earlier. 
and how much in trouble they are. Lester getting a win finally. I just I don't see Leeds being up for this one. I'll tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll make a prediction. Between these two teams, whoever loses this game is going to get relegated. I agree. Yeah. Because that leaves five games left for both teams. And slim pickings for points right now is a huge six-pointer. On the 26th, Nottingham Forest against Brighton. Oh, Brighton, man. They're playing so... They're playing so good. One way, one way only. Yeah, I love, I love watching, watching Brighton, Brighton. Man, yeah, Brighton are my uh, number two team in the season behind Arsenal, but they probably are the most impressive as far as improvements this season versus where their ceiling is. Someone posted in our Facebook group. You know, he's looking for a team to kind of support, and you know, I think I commented like, "Oh, it's the way they play football." And for me, Brighton's my favorite team this season. I think the way they're playing, man. Yeah, they are fun to watch. Next up, Chelsea against Brentford. This should be tasty. I'm going to go with a draw. Okay. And I'm going to go way outside the box here. I'm going to go with a Chelsea win. Mostly because of how bad Brentford is away from home. But I just think after watching... Chelsea play Real Madrid in the second leg in the Champions League. They're making improvements game by game. I think this is the one for Frank Lampard. He finally gets a win. How many now is it without a without a win? Four, three? I think it's three. Yeah, three or four. You include Champions League games. I think it's four. Yeah. Yeah. And then Red Hot West Ham take on uh, Liverpool at the London Stadium. Going Liverpool. Ooh, I'm going to go draw. West Ham are looking good right now. They got tons of momentum. I just, I don't see Liverpool away from home. They're really bad away from home this season. I don't see them getting a result here. I'm going for draw. And congrats to West Ham again. Semi-finalists in the Europa Conference League. And then the big one, Targo. The big one for all the marbles, potentially. I know, and I have to apologize to our listeners because we won't be able to record an episode after this game <laughs> for a Thursday episode. I know. It's my fault. It won't be we'll, till next We'll Tuesday. cover it. We'll cover it a week from today. And we'll uh, get our thoughts and our we'll digest it. We need probably, you can probably get our time. immediate reactions if you follow us on Instagram, TikTok. Mm-hmm. So... Targo, is this? A, let's start with the the big question: Is this going to decide the title? Yeah, 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 it will. I mean, yeah. so here's the thing: Arsenal are in first place, seventy five points, thirty two games played. Man City are on seventy points with thirty games played. This is a must win game for Arsenal now after they drew at Southampton. Like now yeah. they have to go to the Etihad. They have to win. Yep. I mean, that's kind of the bottom line. We'll see. We'll see how this Arsenal team does. They've started to crumble here a little bit. Yeah, they definitely can see how badly they miss William Saliba. Game by game. They're missing him for this apparent. game as well. Yeah. Granit Xhaka also out for this one. Apparent illness. And this City team, man, they, they're good. They're so good. They're really good. Yeah. Um... Let, let's go with your prediction first before I, I talk about anything else. I mean, I have to go with City, man. 
I don't want to, but I'm going to go the same. I, I know we talked about it on the on the weekend, and I'm hoping with my to pick, the way that I miss picks all the time. I hope this is one that I miss. <laughs> I hope and pray, and I will be yelling at the TV, begging the football gods for this one. But I just don't. I don't see it the way Arsenal have been playing. William Saliba out. They're just not good defensively right now. No, no they're not. Um, and Zinchenko's making mistakes left and right. If you're Mikel Arteta, do you put Zinchenko into the midfield for this one? I wouldn't be surprised if Tierney starts. Yeah, I would. I mean, Zinchenko's the most similar player to Granit Xhaka you have on that team. He already plays there. Probably a more, little more defensively. You cannot lose this game. I just don't want to see Fabio Vieira in that starting lineup for Arsenal. He's yeah, I don't I don't either. And I feel like Zinchenko is just the obvious decision for center mid. He's going to play there most of the game anyways. So. So, yeah, my opinion, if Arsenal lose City win the title, they're already favorites because they win their two games in hand. They're in first place. There's still hope, though, you know, for you Arsenal fans. I mean, we saw. 20th just die first yeah anything can happen anything can happen man this is the english premier league any team can beat anyone any given day yeah arsenal do have a tough schedule they play chelsea at home newcastle away brighton at home forest and then wolves city play fulham west ham leeds real madrid everton real madrid again chelsea brentford and the brighton game is to be determined when they play it it is at the amex they play Brentford at home, so there's two opportunities for teams that think, are good at home to pick up I points think against them. Out of that running, I think Man City will draw one. Well, I think they'll at least, yeah. I think they'll get a draw yeah. somewhere in there. But for Arsenal, I also look at that schedule and I def- I see them dropping points the way they're currently playing. Now they could, you know, yeah. all of a sudden go up a gear and start winning these games, but the way they're currently playing defensively, they are not good enough. They definitely have it in them, which is like hesitate. I'm hesitating to say they're out of it, but it's definitely cities to lose at this point. I mean, you can look at the points and the games played. They're not out of it. They still hold their fate in their own hands, but yeah. So we'll see. I don't, I don't city city do have a lot of games left and they're playing a lot of games. So maybe they Drop a gear, or at least I'm praying they will. I don't think they will, but I'm praying they will. I mean, injuries can happen. Yeah. Erling Holland gets hurt. Bruyne could go out. Yeah. Same that, for Arsenal, though. They could lose Odegaard or Saka. Saka. I don't, I don't think Martinelli would be a, a terrible miss because of Trossard, but Saka or Odegaard or Gabriel Jesus again or Thomas Partey. Any so a lot can happen between now and the end of the season. I think there's still a twist somewhere to be had. 100%. We'll see where where that twist comes at. <laughs> yeah. What do you guys think? Let us know. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Let us know on one of those platforms. Let's get over to the FA Cup semifinals. We're going to go through this quick. We got a lot of games to cover. Manchester City, Sheffield United. We both picked City. Red Mars with a hat trick. City I even said by three goals. Yes, you did. Brighton and Manchester United. This one was 0-0 and ended 6-7 on penalty kicks with Manchester United winning. I picked United. You picked Brighton. I was hoping Brighton would win. Uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. I think they were the better team, honestly. Brighton. I do too. I do too. They deserve to win that game and they're hard done to lose on penalty kicks, but that's what you get when you get to penalty kicks. Flip of a coin. <sighs> Final will be played June 3rd. It is a Manchester Derby and uh fun fact, it's the first time a Manchester Derby's ever been played in the FA Cup Final. All right, real quick, who's winning that FA Cup? Manchester City. Off to La Liga, Targo. What we have? All right. On April 22nd, we had Real Sociedad and Rayo Vallecano. That game ended 2-1. I picked Sociedad. You picked a draw. I did. Sociedad surprised me getting two goals in this one. I know, right? So Rayo actually scored first in the 57th minute through EC Palazón. And Sociedad tied it up two minutes later through Alexander Sorloth. And it was an OG for the winner, man. Scored I hate to by see Florian it, Lejeune. Hate to see it, but it happens. Yep, unlucky. Unlucky. On the 22nd, we also had Real Madrid against Celta Vigo. I picked Madrid. You also picked Madrid. Marco Asensio scored in the 42nd minute, assisted by none other than... Vinny Jr., he's man, on fire, man. Assists every game, right? Every game. It's nuts. And then Eder Militao made it 2-0 in the 48th with a header from a corner. Uh, who's that new youngster that plays for Celta Vigo? Vega? Gabby yeah. Vega? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he let Eder Militao go, man. He was not stopping him. <laughs> yeah. But, man, Camavinga is really impressing me for Real Madrid playing left back. Right. He's he looks been so good, man. It's crazy to think he's what? What is he now? 20? 19, 20, whatever 19? he is. He's... Yeah. I might have he's to, good. I might have to change my picks for the uh, combined 11 for the champions league and put Camavinga at left back. <laughs> right. Right. For our future episode, we're doing guys. FYI. <laughs> but on alert. Sunday, man, April 23rd, we had a big one. Huge game. Barcelona, Atletico Madrid. Barcelona win it 1-0. Imagine that. Deja vu, right? <laughs> but I picked Atletico. You said a draw. I did, and we were both wrong. We were both wrong. Man, Griezmann, he hit the underside of the crossbar 45 seconds into this one. I was so mad when that yeah. didn't go in. What a strike it, it was. It was a lovely strike, too. Yeah. First time. Oh. But the lone goal came from Ferran Torres in the 44th minute. Yeah. Um, I, I will say Rafinha did not have a great game. He had a terrible miss, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, second half. It was, a, it was yeah. difficult, but it, he, still, man, you're getting paid millions of dollars. You play soccer every day. You should be able to Yeah, you're You're considered better. an elite world talent at a sport. You should be able to finish off things like that. You know if that's Lewandowski or Benzema, they're putting it in. Oh, 100%. Um, but speaking yeah. of Lewandowski, man, he got put through on goal. <laughs> the goalie I, I came out, and he tried to shoot it. I don't, how far out would you say he was? I, I think the uh, how far out was he? Maybe yeah, cause he was 30 yards? Out. He was at least 30, 40 yards, yeah. something like that. But he, he also had, missed the goal by almost 30, 40 yards. He missed the goal quite a bit. But the goalie comes charging at him and he tries to, you know, put it away. He had the easiest of square balls to, I think it was Rafinha. Rafinha. Mm-hmm. Who would have been alone with an open goal. 
They're lucky they won that game because that would have went down as a what the hell moment. Hugely missed chance. Yeah. Yeah. So Barcelona now up 11 points on Real Madrid. Real Madrid gaining three points on Atletico. And Sociedad needed that kind of cushion, I think. They did. Uh, but Sociedad keeping the pressure on Atletico after they lose this one and Sociedad pick up great points. Off to the Bundesliga on 22nd. We had Mainz against Bayern Munich. Is Thomas Tuchel cursed? <laughs> Mainz win this one three to one. We both picked Bayern Munich and they've won one game in five as Thomas Tuchel as the manager. So I saw something. It was Thomas Tuchel has as many losses and what is this now? Five, six games, six, five or six games as Julian Nagelsmann did up to that like, point. No, it was like in like 30 games or 28 games, something like that. It was something stupid, something like that, but they had the same amount of losses. And- yeah. Huge result in the title race. I will say, um, Sadio Mane got the goal scoring started in the 29th minute. The last 25 minutes was all Mainz. They got goals in the 65th, 73rd, and 79th. And, man, Don Sommer looks like a shadow of what he was for Mushu Oh, Mata. man, the shot, it went, like, through his hands or something. Well, not only that, I mean, the mistakes he made against Manchester City as well. Terrible mistake by Sommer. And then I think the third goal in that game, was it was a nice one. Sommer yeah. didn't have a chance. It was a yeah. golazo. Yeah. But Bayern Munich dropping points again. See if Borussia Dortmund could pass them up in the first place. And speaking of which, we have them next. Borussia Dortmund against Eintracht Frankfurt. You picked Dortmund. I said a draw. And man, were you right? Because they smoked Eintracht Frankfurt. 4-0 in this one. Jude Bellingham got scoring start in the 19th minute. Lovely turn and finish. Daniel Malin, two goals, 24th and 66. He's got six and five games. How has he impressed He's you so far? He's on fire right now, dude. About time he started getting in I form. Know. It's why they bought him. But he has not been showing up until now. And then Matt Hummels, he got on the score sheet as well. In the 41st minute with a header. And Dortmund jumping into first place. On 60 points, one point ahead of Bayern Munich. Bro, I how did. terrible does Bayern Munich look right they now? So oh, we'll bad. fire Nagelsmann and hire Tuchel. Because we're in the Champions League, the DFL Pokal, and the Bundesliga. We want him to win us all three. And dumped out of the Pokal, dumped out of the Champions League, and now you're in second place in the Bundesliga. Yeah. Now they're diving. I just, they're in trouble, man. They need a strike, I'm starting dude. to rethink my position of them repeating again as champions. They need a striker is what they need. I know. They have so many wingers, and they play one up top. They I mean, are missing are, Lewandowski. Are they even, like, are they better off putting Mueller as a false nine at this point? Or Musiala up front? No, I would say they need to go buy a striker. Well, they can't right now. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery to me. Football makes no sense sometimes. With the amount of skill that Bayern Munich have, they should be able to beat teams like Mites, not get beat 3-1, to one, or lose 5 out of 6 games. 
Credit to Mainso, man. That jumps them up into seventh, though. Yeah. The win over Dortmund. Or not Dortmund, Munich. Munich. On the 23rd, we had Bayer Leverkusen against RB Leipzig. I said Leipzig. Leipzig to win. Huh? You always pick Leipzig to win. I know. I know. I love the way they play. But I like like the way Bayer Leverkusen play better. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to (laughs) say, and you obviously like Leverkusen because you've been picking them a lot. And rightly so, because they win this one 2 0. Adam Holoznik. Holoznik. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Scored in the 40th minute. Dominic Sabotsloy got a red card in the 85th. And then Nadim Miri, 86 minute penalty kick. Sabotsloy getting a red card, giving away a penalty kick as well. And that's all she wrote. Bayer Leverkusen are on fire right now. Fire, dude. Straight fire. fire. What is it? One, I think it's one draw in their last eight games in all competitions. Yes, sir. They're, they're in sixth place now. Sixth place, jumping up. I mean, they're only four points back of Leipzig and the way they've been dropping points. Leverkusen could very well make it all the way up into fourth place very soon, the way Freiburg's been playing as well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I think, how many games are left in the Bundesliga? Um... 18 teams, so 36 games. Six or seven? Yeah, six or seven. I think six. They could. They could. could. Anything's possible. Speaking of top four, Borussia Mönchengladbach against Union Berlin. You said a draw. I said a win for Union Berlin, and they got it done 1-0. Geraldo Becker with the lone goal in the 60th minute. And I'll be honest with you, this game was kind of dull. I'll admit I didn't watch this game. I watched the highlights of it. Yeah, same. I did watch that Leipzig-Leverkusen game, though. That one was... (laughs) Wanted to watch that one. Yeah. I mean, it was about time I got one right. Come on. (laughs) Good job. Good job, man. Thanks. Thanks. Union Berlin, man. Underdog story. I'd love to see it. They're only four points behind Bayern Munich, by the way. Are they real? They are. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, on that note, let's jump over to the Serie A. We had a big one to start off the weekend. On the 22nd, we had Lazio against Torino, and Lazio dropping points in this one. They did. We both picked Lazio. They lost 1-0. Ivan Illich scored in the 43rd, mistake, thir- 43rd minute with a huge mistake by the goalie. Oh, dude, that was one of those, you know, you don't win the lottery if you don't play. A guy just took a shot in it. Goalkeeper completely fluffed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with that loss, could Napoli all but guarantee themselves the title? We'll see later. On 23rd, we had Ampoli against Inter. You said Inter, and I said a draw if Lukaku starts, and I finally got it wrong. <laughs> yeah, Lukaku you did. started, Inter win 3-0, and Lukaku got two goals in the 48th and 76th. Lutaro Martinez with the other goal, assisted by Lukaku in the 88th game, minute. Yeah, and this, this was the Lukaku. In, for. This was. This is the Lukaku that Inter have been waiting for all season, and he finally showed up, which is great timing for them, especially with it, Juventus uh, getting back up into third, adding those 15 points. It's going to be a wild ride. And the Champions League ride. semifinal. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, that too. Kind of important. That, that's probably the big one, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Playing their fierce rivals 
AC Milan. It's going to be tasty. Speaking of AC Milan, they played Lecce. We both picked Milan, and Milan won 2-0. Lecce did hit the post in the 19th minute, but both goals were scored by none other than Rafael Leao, who is in tremendous form of late and looks like he could literally beat anybody. Scoring in the 40th and 74th minute. He's so fast, dude. He's so fast. He's so fast. And to have the dribbling ability to go with that speed, it doesn't look like anyone in the Serie A can keep up with him. I want to see him go in a race with Mbappe. That would be fun. Yeah. A couple of players I'd like to see in that race, but those two primarily. And the second goal by Rafael Liao, what a great solo run. A little deja vu from yeah. that uh, Champions League game. Yeah, but this time he scored it. He did. Passing it back to Olivier Giroud. He did. He scored it, man. He He's on fire right now. Oh, he's, he's so good. I love to watch him. Next up, we had newly in third place, Juventus against Napoli. This was a big one. You picked Juve. I went with Napoli. And all the way up until, well, the 90th minute, we thought we were both wrong. It was nil-nil till the 90th minute. Juve thought they had the winner. Called Juve should have won, dude. They got robbed. They got called for a foul in the They got robbed. Up. That was weak. Yeah. That They called this foul, but it was like a ways before the goal. Like, it's like, how far back do they go? Like, are they trying to go back another five minutes, see a foul? I don't know. I don't know. The advantage rule is weird these days. I don't understand. They got robbed, though. That should have been a goal. I think it was for Di Maria. Yeah. Robbed. So in the 93rd minute, Napoli get a winner. Uh, Giacomo. Raspadori. There you go. I probably would have said it the same, but thank you for helping me with that. Uh, he came on for Cavaschelia. He did. Uh, and what an ending to the game. I mean, I don't nice think volley too. I think anyone deserved three points from this game, but Napoli got him, and they just padding their lead up by 19 points now on Lazio with that loss. But Juve, as we mentioned with the points restored, they're now in third on 59 points, three points ahead of Milan, who are in and fourth. Roma and Roma, who are in fifth. Yeah. Yep, two points behind Lazio, who are in second. This top four race is going to go down to the wire either way. I mean, Inter Milan sitting right there. That's a good top four race. Even Atalanta, they're, you know, four points back of AC Milan. Anything can happen, especially with what happened on the 24th, which was Atalanta against AS Roma. You picked a draw, and I picked Atalanta, and I got one right. Look at me go. Two it, in man. a row. It. Three to one, Atalanta in this one. I mean, it was all Atalanta. Uh, Mario Pasalic put Atalanta up in the 39th minute with a nice volley. Uh, Rafael, uh, was it Toloi, doubled the home side's lead in the 74th with a clever finish off corner. That was Rendo a lucky Pelli- finish, man. Defender should have blocked it on the line. Should have. He was clever. Their third goal, goalie, Rui Patricio. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know either. Poor mistake from him, but the game was pretty much out of reach before that. Lorenzo Pellegrini got one back in the 83rd minute with a wonderful strike, but this one was all Atalanta. 
They win three to one. So we're going to start something new. Should have done a long time ago, but, uh, you know, you've been kicking my butt so much. I wanted to make sure you got all the credit you deserved. (laughs) So out of 22 games, Targo, you got 14, right? Which is 63%. Pretty damn good. That's passing. That's passing. That's passing. Uh, I got 11, so I got 50%. That's failing. <laughs> D minus. <laughs> F plus plus. Uh, so we're going to start keeping tally. Targo is up 1-0 on me. Uh, just for funsies. We're not actually going to do it for anything. Maybe a shotgun of beer on camera. I don't know. No, dude, we should do it for whoever loses has to get the R9 Ronaldo World Cup haircut. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Or loser has to wear a jersey of the other person's choice. I'll do that one. Yep. Good luck finding a Tottenham jersey for me to wear. I think I, <laughs> yeah, I don't have a Tottenham jersey. I think I got no. a Manchester United. I would probably, jersey. I'd probably light it on fire while it was on my skin just to cleanse <laughs> my skin. So, uh, congratulations, Targo. You got the first one. Thank so you, let's thank get you, into oh, what was that? Said so thank you, thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get credit where credits due. So let's get into the Manchester City and Arsenal combined 11. I know we're both dreading and looking forward to this game at the same time. So let's do a combined 11. Uh, You want to go first? Yeah. Do you want me just to go through the whole list? Yeah, just go ahead. All right. My Manchester City Arsenal combined 11 at goalkeeper. I have Ederson. The guy can just play a ball out from the back. Don't get me wrong. Ramsdale is fantastic. That Liverpool game, he made some amazing saves. Yeah, I, I will say, I will say Ederson is probably the best goalie in the world with his feet. I will say that. Um, and Ramsdale is probably a better shot stopper, but that's pretty much the only thing he's better at than Ederson. And so that's what I was going to say. We got to see the downside of Ramsdale here this past week against Southampton. And so that's why I'm going with Ederson at goalkeeper. At right back, I'm loving John Stones, man, at right back here these past couple months. He's been going into that midfield. You know, you don't really expect that from John Stones, but he's been killing it. Yeah, he's got some amazing goals of late, too. He he did score a really nice one here lately, yeah. My two center backs. I'm loving Manuel Akanji, man. Dude, he's on fire. He has played fantastic for Manchester City. Just slotted right in there. Goes about his business. You don't see a lot of mistakes from him. My other center back, William Saliba. You know, prior to getting injured, fantastic. Same. Yeah, pretty much the same, right? And I guess no we're, going with, him. we're going with this lineup on players who, even if they're injured, I guess, huh? Yeah, yeah. So then my left back, I have Nathan Ake. Again, another surprise this season, but he's been fantastic. Because obviously, if I'm going with Pep style, John Stones is going into that midfield, and that's going to turn into a back three. There you go. My midfield, my three in midfield. Defensive midman, Rodri. The guy is class personified. He's been looking at making this look, that position look easy for years now. Yeah. You know, and Mr. I know he's consistent. That, that is for sure. Consistency. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, I know Thomas Partey is having a fantastic season. You know, Casemiro, a new player in the Premier League this year, is making it in that position look real good. But Rodri's just been doing it for years, man. Yeah, he, he has to be the unsung hero of that Manchester City squad. Oh, 
And then he comes out with bangers in the World Cup, dude, against Bayern Munich. Yeah. World Cup, Champions League, Premier League, FA Cup, whatever you want. When you need a goal, call Rodri. For the spectacular goal. Yeah. And then my uh, other two midfielders, Martin Odegaard and Kevin De Bruyne, man. The this season, in that you midfield have is insane. Yeah, you have you have to pick both of them. the The way they've both played this season is, I mean, De Bruyne, it, it's normal. Again, sort of like Rodri does this every year, whereas yeah. Odegaard has had a huge step up this season. Yeah, and then I got yeah. three up front. On the left, I went with Gabriel Martinelli. Debated between him and Jack Grealish, but Martinelli, dude, is. Putting in the goals. Oh, Things at 15 so goals good. for the season. Yep. Mm-hmm. 15 goals, five assists, something like that. Yeah. He's uh in fifth place in the golden boot race. I mean, it's not gonna be a competition. Holland's got it, but it's good to see a winger getting up there. It is, it is. And man, he he's also had a huge step up from last season. Where I think he scored probably about what, five, six goals last year? I think it was uh eight or nine, but either way. Yeah. Most so, he's ever had in a campaign. So big step up for him on the right. Should be pretty obvious. Bukayo mm-hmm. Saka, man. I love Bukayo Saka. He's, you know, he showed it in this game against Southampton with a goal and an assist. He's just fantastic. Great, great winger. Makes good choices, I would say, on the ball. Yeah, I love watching him play, too, because he doesn't do anything fancy. He just literally takes fast touches and waits for the defender to commit his body in one direction and then just beats him. And you don't know which way he's going to go. He's going to go, no. you know, down the line or is he going to cut in on his left? You don't want you him don't to know. do either one because he'll bite you in the butt either way. That's right. And then obviously my striker, the robot himself, Erling Holland. Guy's a goal machine. Yeah. Just, yeah. I, goal machine knows where to be at all times. He's strong, physical. Yeah, he does have that innate sense of the ball is going to be here. In Probably about the best seconds. striker in the world right now. Yeah, I have a question for you later, but we'll get there when I'm done with my list. All right. Well, that is my combined 11. What does your Manchester right. City Arsenal combined 11 look like? All right. And goal, I went with Aaron Ramsdale. I just okay. love the guy. I love the guy. His shop stopping ability is second to none, honestly. He he does struggle with his feet a little bit, so I I did have an de- internal debate about who I was going to choose, but I went with Aaron Ramsdale. Right back, I went with Ben White. He has Fantastic. been so good on the at right back this season, and I would say arguably the best right back in the Premier League. Kieran Trippier might have something to say about that. I know that's why I said arguably. <laughs> Center backs, mine are exactly the same. William Saliba and Manuel Kanji, both of them have just been so consistent when they play this season. They seem un- unbeatable. Like you cannot get past them. It's fantastic to see from a center back in a league where scoring just comes so easy to some teams. Left back, I'll, I, I'm going to go with Zinni Zinchenko. Zinchenko, yeah. Yeah, he's been very, he's been very, very, very good this season. He's good going hey, forward, but defensively, he he's struggled me. the last couple of games defensively. But between the two teams, I think Manchester City lost a real gem on this one. 
And I also went with three in midfield. In my defensive mid, I went with Thomas Partey. Um, in my opinion, he's the best defensive midfielder, all-around defensive midfielder in the Premier League. Mm, I would give it to Rodri. <sighs> Rodri is the most consistent, but I think Thomas Partey is that good. Center mid. season, like last season. Oh, yeah. I mean, Rodri. I'm just, I'm just talking about this season. And prior to this season, I would not have put Ben White as my right yeah, back either. That's true. So. That's true. Center mids, I went with the same. Martin Odegaard, Kevin De Bruyne. Gotta pick them, man. Two best midfielders in the league right now. Both of them will probably be near that top of the discussion for player of the season. I will admit, I really wanted to put Bernardo Silva in my lineup. I did I, too. I couldn't, I couldn't find, find where to put him, man. Kiss me off. I love watching him. Yeah. I too went with three up front. I got the little chili, Mikai Osaka on right wing. Not only is he a great player, but man, is he a cool person. He does seem like a really He's nice so guy. So humble. So humble. So down to earth. I want to say innocent, but who knows these days? <laughs> uh, and left wing, Gabriel Martinelli. He's been on fire this season. Uh, I will give credit to Jack Grealish. He is much better this season. But beginning of the season, the season, second half of the season has been fantastic. Yeah. And then Erling Holland up front. And that brings me to my question for you. All right. Wayne Rooney said it earlier today. Is Erling Holland the best player on planet Earth right now? Player? No. Finisher? Yes. I'm going to go with he is the best player on planet Earth right now. Really? I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. He's he's unstoppable, it seems like. So, I mean, Messi, Messi has something to say about that. I was going to say, yeah. so you have a team. He's also playing in France and did nothing in the Champions League. So so you're you're picking a team here. You're playing in the Champions League final. You look at your bench and you have Lionel Messi or Erling Holland sitting there. I'm putting on Holland, 100%. On Holland. Yeah, because I know I'm going to get a goal. That's, that one's tougher. That one's tougher. I, you know, you, I think diff- they're different players for sure. They're all different like, players, but yeah. early Holland, man, he's so good right now. Oh, he, don't get me wrong. He's fantastic. So good. But that's, that's how I look at it is you, you're, yeah. you're, you know, you're playing in the champions league final. You got Killian Mbappe or early Holland sitting on your bench, which one are you throwing on? I, I probably still early Holland. Okay. Yeah. That I'll also depends Mbappe, what yeah. I have on the field. So that's the problem. It's players around him. It's a team of eleven, not one. So I think Mbappe is a team of one. <laughs> yeah, he, he certainly seems like it. So yeah, Erling Holland, man, is he good? Fantastic. So yeah, that brings us to the end of this episode, guys. We appreciate you listening. Make sure to check out our socials: TikTok, Instagram. Get on the Facebook group. Ask some questions. We love to answer them. And. uh Keep up with all the local news because we usually post breaking stuff there pretty quick. If you missed a goal, you can usually find all the best goals of the weekend on our Instagram story. Don't forget to check yeah. out the Red Bubble. Get the merch. We got some awesome stickers, t-shirts, whatever you guys want. It's there. And on that note, that brings us to the end of this episode. We love you guys. Thank you so much. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>